good. Everybody stand up with me, if you would, please. This is the 105 degree man. Everybody's been praying for you. Glad you're here. Amen. Isn't God good? God's so good. Are you staying in here? Okay, go well get on after it. You know, it's a decision that we come in here. You've made a choice to come to church tonight. I would ask you to make a choice to worship the Lord. Whether we do the songs you like, whether it's exactly what you would pick, I want you to know that it's between you and God right now. We get to come in together corporately to lift up one voice. And I want you to realize that when, when the children of Israel and the people in, in, in Scripture would lift up their voice and the walls would come down, you'd come in here with the chains on the things that's binding promises and the blessings of the Lord, and there's power, there's power in this congregation, where one could put a thousand to flight, two could put ten thousand to flight, and I want you to realize we're going to war, we're going to war and worship, the flesh is trying to come against you right now, Satan is trying to come against you, but heaven is trying to crash in right now, and to push into what the world is going through, but the Lord is desiring to deliver us tonight, so I just ask you, take another step in worship tonight. Maybe you raise your hands, maybe you clap, maybe you shout, maybe you weep, maybe you laugh. I don't know, but I just ask you to dig down. Just say, Lord, I desire to worship you. I desire to worship you corporately, but I also desire to worship you from my spirit, in spirit and truth. Father, I just ask you, Lord, that we would that we would come after you tonight, Lord. Lord, that we would leave nothing in the bag, Father, that we would come as David just gave everything that he had. He says that he worshiped you with all of his might. Thank you, Lord. I just ask you to help us to give in, to surrender, and to come under your authority to worship. Worship is work to worship is to humble yourself. And Lord, help us to worship. And Lord, come to our rescue. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord.
You are in control. You hold it all together in the span of your hand. You hold the universe in the span of your hand. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Yeah. 
nourishment. And he gave him encouragement. He said, You're not the only one. You are not the only one going through what you're going through. says to you tonight, you are going to come through it. And you are not alone. Return to me. Return to me, my children. And I will take care of you. I'm good at taking care of you. The Lord says you are created so that he can take His creation. You are His wonderfully and beautifully made creation. He loves you. He says, Return to me. We're not chasing after the reward. We're chasing after the Creator. We're chasing after the Creator. We're chasing after the Master. press in, Lord. We haven't come here to stop on the other side of the Jordan. We've come here to cross the Jordan. And Lord, you're the divider of the Jordan. You are the way maker when nothing seems like we have a way. We come in by the blood of Jesus. We come in by the blood of Jesus. It separates that veil between us and you, Father.
All righty. If I haven't already said it, we're so glad you're here. I've got one addition to the prayer list. If you're new tonight, we've got prayer lists back there where Miss Gloria is. Wave, Miss Gloria. Right back there at, at every at the center exits, not the sides, but the cent, these three center exits are a, is a prayer list. And there's also a little card you grab that we would like to ask you to please fill out. That's very quick. It doesn't take very long. And when you're done filling out those little cards for who we're praying for, you just drop them in those baskets as you leave. I've got one to add. And it is Dana. Everybody get ready. K-A-N-A-B-L-E. Knable. K-A-N-A-B-L-E. A-B-B-L-E. K-A-N-A-B-L-E. Bravo. Niner. Okay, having surgery tomorrow in Nashville to remove tumor on liver. Pray for doctors to have wisdom and for salvation. Please send cards. All right. Everybody doing good? God's good. I, I was uh, driving to pick up Steve, uh, our guitar player, and I don't, I don't know that I completely got it right tonight, but I just felt the need for us to do something a little different. And you may not have even noticed in worship that we did anything different, but just trying to wait a little bit, trying to hear a little bit, trying to not be in too big of a hurry. And allow the Lord to speak and to move. And I just want to encourage you to be patient. It may feel a little awkward at first, but you'll get used to it. And I probably won't do it every time. But hang in there. And when we kind of get quiet, you sing your song. You start talking to the Lord yourself. What happens to me in corporate worship when I'm out there with you is the words don't say what I'm wanting to say a lot of times. And you know what that means? That means the Lord's welling up His worship in you. He's... He's manifesting. I guess that's the best way to put that. He's starting to manifest himself in you because he's wanting to hear something specific. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, I, I feel like I just, it's, it may have been taught, I've not heard it, but I think that's kind of revelation. That when, when another word other than the song is being sang is wanting to come out of you, I believe, it's, I believe you are entering around the throne of God and he is wanting to hear what it is that, that's welling up in you. And you need to give it. Maybe it's just between you and God. Maybe you do it under your breath. Maybe you shout it with everything you got. I will tell you, I don't know. I think that y'all probably could overdo it, but I've never seen it. If things got out of hand, I will. Uh, part of my job is to keep order. It's part of my job. But also part of my job is to fan the flame. And I would rather... Uh, I, something I learned from my dad is he'd rather me be doing and mess up than not do. One time I got in trouble, not because I ran over the lawnmower, which I did, but I got in trouble for not obeying and not mowing. Not because I'd run over it. It was before. I ran over it after the fact. And one thing that he taught me, and you probably don't even remember it, is get caught doing something. Don't get caught sitting on your hands. I'd rather see you trying and mess up than not trying at all. 
So I want to encourage you. And it may not be a, a, a silent moment that this happens. It might be just in the middle of some, any song. Victory in Jesus. Let it out. When, when, when your spirit gets off the page, try that. Sing your own song. Maybe it's even a song in tongues. Do it. Sing spiritual songs. That's what Paul says. I sing in the spirit. I pray in the spirit. I pray in the, in, in the natural language. I sing in the natural language. I can't remember exactly the wording. But I pray in the spirit and I pray in the natural. And I would encourage you, try. When something wants to come out, maybe it's just, woo! Do that. I'm telling you, a wall's going to come down in you. Maybe it's a hallelujah. Maybe it's you are holy. Maybe it's just stuff that's, that's been put down deep in your spirit that it's there for a reason. You know, we do all these songs over and over saying you are holy, holy, holy. Why? So that when it needs to well up in you and God wants to hear it, you've got it in there. But maybe he just wants to hear, God, you're beautiful. You are my choice. You are what I desire. You know, many times, even in leading worship, the song isn't getting it done for me. And you'll hear me do something else. And that's what I want to encourage you. I'm, I'm, I, kind of our job as worship leaders up here as a coach, we're, we're, our job is just to get you going. It's not to do your worship for you. Don't get me wrong, we're not here to, to worship for you. We're here to worship together. And there comes a time when the song needs to stop and the worship needs to continue. I don't know if you noticed, but I stopped and I wanted to hear. I could hear David talking and I wanted to hear it. And I couldn't hear it clear enough, but I knew it was stirring up. And so many times when somebody moves in the prophetic or in the spontaneous worship, it ignites another fire over here. And all of a sudden it starts spreading. And I don't know, I don't really know where this expression came from, but Katie, bar the door. Because worship's about to release in this place. And I want to encourage you, when you feel that rise up in you, try it. Don't hold that in. God's wanting to hear something specific from you. Doesn't always mean you've got to grab a microphone. Sometimes it does. Usually it doesn't. You do it right there where you are. You will have the greatest impact right where you're at. The perfect impact over your life and over the church. What you do right there in your seat. Now, if the Lord tells you to get up here, then get up here. Here we go. This, this is the words of my father. I had rather try to tame a wild horse than resurrect a dead one. One of these days, he'll feel comfortable enough to come up and say it himself. He's got to send his chauffeur up here. He knows he got a wild one with me. He's been trying to, he even, he said to me today at lunch, he said, boy, today you actually look like a pastor. 
Me and Robert were here, here in the Holy Ghost tonight, isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, have some fun. Things are too stressful. It's just too heavy. Man, the Lord says, lighten up. I have got it under control. Come in here and get your face on the ground and get in the right position, and I've got it covered. God is the author of authority. I went and talked. I went to uh, FCA this week to, the, to Avery Trace, and I went two years ago, and there was probably nine or ten kids came. So I decided I was just going to do this authority, part of this for them. So I printed out 22, 23 sheets, really optimistic, knowing there's no way. You know, I'm really dreaming, thinking I'm going to hand out this many. And there was probably over 50 kids that showed up at 715, the 6th and 7th graders. I'm telling you what, I, or 7th and 8th eighth, eighth graders. I about wanted to cry. You know, I could just, I could just see impact happening in that group. It filled up the, the chorus choir room um, it was all I could do to speak um, and I, I mentioned to them I said you know you sit at home dealing with authority and you think my teachers at home trying to think up ways of making my life miserable it's the truth thinking they're on my case that's all they do is think about how they're going to get me and, I, you know, I tried, to, I tried to tell them that most teachers take that job because they want to help you. They really have a heart to help somebody. Why else would they, would they do that? Because it's not well paid. You get almost no glory for it, at least no visible glory. I can't imagine the glory that they get from impacting a child. I can't imagine. I've got children. But... You know, and it's like your boss, and I know you go home many times at night and you think, man, they're just trying to think up a way to ruin my life. I, I, I beg you to look at it from the view that God has placed them there for you, to better you. It, you may not can see it, but you've got to stop looking in the natural and looking in the supernatural. You're never going to get this if you never rely on God for it. If you try to come under authority in your own strength, you are going to continue to fail. You have to do it through the eyes of the Lord. It's the only way you're going to successfully come under your boss or uh, your parent or your teacher or even your pastor. You can't do it in the natural. Everything is working against you in the natural. The government, our society... Everything's working against you. You know, I don't know why I'm even doing this tonight, but I feel like, you know, we can hear the right things, but at what point do we grab hold of God? You, you, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I, I will struggle. And you look at the life of Elijah, and Elijah had just seen all these uh, Baal priests, Baal uh, Priests, for lack of a better term, killed. You know, he had just seen victory after victory after victory. And then Jezebel shows up. And he runs. And you think, Elijah. Elijah, that did all these miracles. 
somebody shows up and he runs. You know, we can, can you relate? You feel like you come in here and you go out and you're all charged up. You've gotten the word. I met with somebody today that's newly baptized in the Holy Ghost and is just on fire. And then something shows up and you forget everything. And you run. And you sit there under your shade tree and think, woe is me. I am not trying to be hard on anybody. This is where we all wind up. We all get some test that we don't see coming, that we can't even label a test. We just see it as, I'm, I'm dead. There's no hope. And we run. And you know, Elijah said, I'm the only one. I'm the only one left. And I know that that's where we are. Nobody else knows what I'm going through. Nobody else knows what I've been through. Nobody knows how bad it is on me. And you know, the Lord baked him a cake. The Lord baked him a cake, told him to get up and get back after it. You're doing no good sitting right here. And you have got to make that choice. Again, I go back to the pig pen. You have not only got to decide. You come in here and you say, yes, that sounds right. Yes. Yes. But then you got to get up and go back. It's not enough to come in here and say, yes. Yes, pastor. Yes. You then have to get up and you got to return to the Father. We are trying to do this on our own strength and it will not work. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. There is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. The things you're battling, God, what is this basically saying? God is in control. He's got it covered. The struggles that you have, God is not absent. He is ever-present. Do you know know that's Jehovah... Uh, I think it's Shama, Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. You feel like you've run off and you're all alone. But he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. That's what I said to these little 7th and 8th graders. When you don't come under your teacher, the results that you get aren't your teacher's fault. They're your fault. You go home and you tell your parents how terrible your teacher is. And your parents grab hold of it. Parents don't do this. Recognize authority and teach your kids to come under it. God's placed that teacher over your child for your child. That doesn't mean you go deaf to things that may go on. There may be inappropriate things. We have had to go and address things at school before. But we always come under the authority of the teacher. Always. Sometimes we've had to go higher up the ladder. But never do we teach our kid to come against that authority. Never. You respect that teacher. You speak highly of that teacher. 
Speak it out of your own mouth whether you believe it or not. You will start to believe it. You got a good teacher. And we've had some doozies. Who here has kids? You get some good teachers, you get some bad ones. I've probably learned more from the bad ones than I have the good ones. We got to get this. You know, I'm, I'm preaching to me. I have got to get this. We talked last week and had a pretty good time talking about the umbrella. I hope if you're superstitious, you need to go out of here free. God's authority is all about the umbrella. I am safe here. I can see here. If it starts raining, not only am I going to start getting beat by the elements, but I'm going to lose my vision. It provides ultimate protection. I'll try to catch up here. It provides ultimate protection. Let me just quickly review, and I'm going to maybe hit one new point tonight. But many times we try to live our life like this. And you know, when we get out from under the protection, we subject ourselves to temptation. It's not rain. It's temptation. It's forces. And it's things that want to put holes in our boat. Sometimes you don't even see the hole. You're sitting there watching something on TV and you're creating little pin-sized holes in your craft. You don't even know you're sinking. Because what you're willing to watch today, you'll watch more tomorrow. And that hole will get bigger. We think this looks so silly. Why would you walk around like this? But I want you to catch something here. Authority accelerates my maturity. Not only does it protect me, but it accelerates me. It grows me up. It matures me rapidly. Do you want to become a mature person? Do you want to become a sold-out believer? Do you want to discover your ultimate position? Something, again, in this meeting that we had today was trying to find out, where does God want me? What a great question. That's a great place to come to. What does God want from me? What does he want me doing? And how can I get into that? You know what that is? That's getting under the protection. It's it's okay to say it, but this person's in the word, is spending time with God. And let me tell you, God's going to reveal his desire for that person. One thing I know is that when I ask God something according to what he wants for me, he gives it to me. When I start asking that I line up with his will, what happens? I start, when I, when, if I walk it out, I will start lining up with his will. It's all about submission. It's about submitting to the authority of God. God has placed authority figures in all of our lives. And, you know, as I, as I look in the rearview mirror of my life, I see teachers, I see professors and coaches and pastors and bosses. And I've thought about these authority figures that God has placed in my life. 
And so many times I have been the one to say, this person was so unfair. You know, I had a situation with a baseball coach that I felt was unfair. And what did I do? I bucked the system. I quit my senior year. I gave up everything I'd worked for because I would not come under authority. And you know who paid the price? Not the coach. Not the coach. And you know what? I know for, to this day that the coach loves me. I couldn't see it at the time. Randy Dalton, where are you? I wouldn't come under your authority as a 13-year-old. You know what he made me do right in the middle of a game? Run laps. Right in front of everybody. You know what that taught me? Don't do that again. You don't realize that, but that moment impacted my life. And I needed somebody to, to stand up to me, and you did. I had uh, Chris Hawkins' dad, Jim Hawkins, once just tell me, he said, when I was probably eight years old, and back then if you, if you walked so many kids, you had to hit off the tee. And Chris Hawkins' dad, Jim Hawkins, said, I hate the tee. I don't like it. It's not baseball. I don't want you hitting off the tee. You go up and you swing. If you strike out, you strike out. Just go up and swing. And you know what I did? I didn't swing. He didn't have to say a word to me. But I realized I'd let him down. Those are two of my most impacting times in, in sports was Randy and uh, Jim Hawkins. And it was all about will I come under authority or not. I guarantee you I would have slept better had I struck out. That's how that works. When you obey, the results are no longer your problem. The coach is looking for you to obey, not looking the natural of what you're going to get out of it. Obey me even if you lose everything. And the Lord says you won't lose anything. You'll gain. I will exalt you. You humble yourself and obey me, and I will exalt you. You exalt yourself and do your own thing, what's he going to do? He's going to humble you. I'm for the exalting. But that means I have a part to play. I have to humble myself and allow the Lord to exalt me. Is that good? The leaders that are in your life and mine right now have been placed there by God himself. And either they're a Christian and they know this or they don't know it. Maybe they don't even have a clue of how godly authority works. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter. Whether your boss knows his rightful position in God's kingdom or not has nothing to do with you. Do y'all follow that? that just go over your head? Okay. It has nothing to do with you. But whether they know it or not, God is using them to mold and shape you and me into the kind of person that he wants. So the question is, do you want to stay under the authority of God or not? I want you to know this situation you're going through at work, God is in it. He's in the situation with your child's soccer coach. Funniest thing, ever since I've brought that up, I cannot get away from this coach. I ran into him at lunch. I usually never see the guy. 
Ran into him again today at lunch. And I'm sitting here sweating because my son had this 105 temperature, missed practices, missed games. And, you know, as a dad, you know, I'm, I'm wanting him to get healthy, but I'm thinking, man, don't lose your spot on the basketball team. You know, I've had to come to myself in the last week and just say, I don't care about the basketball. I want my son healthy. What's the matter with me? You know, us men get, get sidetracked. Lord God, heal his body. Uh, who cares about basketball? The chances of him doing anything more than maybe even high school basketball are almost zero. And here I am. That's all my focus is on. What's wrong with me? Raise him up to be a sword-slaying, Bible-beating, worshiping musician. He's a musician, and his heart's a, he's a merciful. He's, not, he's got mercy dripping out of him. Just talking about Pete tonight. What's wrong with you, Paul? Look at what he's going to be. Who cares about basketball? Even though I, I do a little. You know, I'm sweating it with the coach. Got to be careful what I preach on because God's going to walk me through it. God is in those situations. That coach that sometimes I don't agree with, and I've never met a coach I agree with everything they say. I, I would guess you've never met a pastor that you've agreed with everything they've said. God's testing you. Are you going to run? Or are you going to stick it out? I had somebody once get in this pulpit one time and say the most offensive thing I'd ever heard about tithing. And I wanted to run. Went and found some godly people, and they said, would you just calm down? It's going to be okay. And the Lord showed me I didn't know everything. But had I ran, I would have missed it. God is in your situation, and he is going to use those things to shape you and mold you and make you into the kind of people that he wants you to become. And God always works through authority. Always. I've rambled a little bit. I hope you've received. I, I feel like the Lord has... I feel like he's talking. I feel like that your hearts, I think that you're coming in and you're, you're willing. And I just ask that, that even before you completely understand, you just go ahead and dive head first. You'll outthink yourself if you try to understand it all. It's like the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You try to completely grasp that, you'll miss it. Go after it. My, my biggest thing when I'm walking with the Lord is, God, I don't completely understand it, but if you have it for me, I want it. I don't have to understand it all to trust you. I just have to trust you. Father, I thank you for tonight. Lord, I just ask you for healing over this prayer list tonight, Father. I just ask for a miracle. God, I thank you that as we start to really grasp who you are, I think that we can actually start to believe that you can do a miracle. God, that you can heal the sick. That you can heal cancer. That you can heal addiction. That you can heal depression. That you can heal marriage. That you can heal our nation. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. And I will hear from heaven. 
and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Lord, even in that prayer, it's about getting us under your authority. Help us, Lord. Help us to leave here encouraged. But not just leave here with a thought or with a statement, but get up and walk home. I will return to the Father. Let us make actions. Let us do things. Faith without works is dead. Let us return to you. And Lord, you rescue us. We need rescuing. You knew when we you created us that we needed rescuing. You sent your son as our to rescue us as our savior. Thank you, Lord. Bless those Bible drillers. I just ask that the power of God be released over them. Lord, over our youth, I ask that the power of God be released over them. Lord, over our college ministry tomorrow night, I ask that the power of God be released over them. Lord, over our worship, over our congregation, over our choir, over our nursery, all our workers, our children's church. Father, let us get in line for your blessing, and that is coming under your authority. Thank you, Lord. Give us a miracle this week. In Jesus' name, amen.